won't you ease on down, ease on down, ease on the, down road. the road. We here. We right. eased on down this road. Cool. Good. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? <laughs> hey. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cocktails. We are joined here from the East Coast to the West Coast, and it's hot, and I'm ready to drink. Why, yes. How y'all doing? I am fantastic. I did bring my good friend Helen back along for another show. This is her third appearance Helen, it on is our show. so great to see you. Thank you for waiting up for us. I know. She's out there in Brooklyn doing Stand her up. thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> let's not well, make this can't... a four-hour episode. The sun will be coming up. All right. Let's get this done for Helen. So are you Helen's guys ready windows. to drink? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'm ready to drink. I've been behaving myself this week. I haven't drank that much. I, I have not been. <laughs> I got my second drink craft ready to go. Ooh, I like that oh, yeah, bottle. What is that? Oh, it's, just like, it's just a little fancy craft glass. No big deal. I know. I know. Damn you, you fancy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was green to match the show. Yes. So I All see right, you got well, a little green back there. I don't know what it is. It might be a pillow of a frog behind you oh it's a cactus <laughs> <laughs> my drinking buddy all right yeah okay oh my yes. god all right let's wait a minute <laughs> she's drinking already am i allowed to drink oh am i not supposed to be drinking <laughs> <laughs> it's just this drink she's got a head so start good. on us <laughs> okay here's the thing we're on Corona rules, so Rona makes the rules, and, you know, I can't yell at you to not drink in person, so I really can't do it over the phone. So, let's do this so I can drink this shit. Yeah, All right, I'll wait for wait. you, I'll wait for you, I'll wait for you. Just wait. Because okay. I haven't tried it yet, I don't know if I fucked it up or not. We are drinking the Emerald City Cocktail. Ooh, I like that name. This cocktail came fresh out of Zenobia's brain, a little bit of Helen's help, to come up with a drink for tonight. It also helped that I saw a picture of our bar, so I knew what you had. Tell me about this drink. Come on. All right. Come on, Z. I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you're going to put an ounce and a half of Malibu. You're going to put two ounces of Midori. You're going to do a half ounce of lime juice. And you're going to top that bad boy with some lemonade. Yes. And that is what I call the... Emerald City. Oh, yours is all nice and saturated. I like that. Yeah, yours is beautiful. Why is ours like right. green and cloudy, <laughs> What did we do wrong? What did we do wrong? Well, I did use limeade instead of lemonade, so that uh, might be on me. And I went with okay. that fresh homemade lemonade. And I went for that yellow ass country time, so that's probably why I got this <laughs> green color. Um, so yeah, cheers, you guys. I'm going to try this. You got that GMO yeah. color. <laughs> cheers, you guys. Cheers. I love it. Mmm, that's not bad at all. I fucks I with it. it. Yeah. This is actually a really good drink. I could just sip on all night. Yeah, and I'll fucks will. with it too. And I don't mind if I do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got all my makings over here, so I'm ready. We're not, I mean, I'm ready too. <laughs> not, not there yet, though. All right, so oh, that was good. God. You guys, mm. try the Emerald City cocktail. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. All right, so you guys... You ready for a little bit of history? Yeah, throw it at me. We've talked about everything in this drink already. Have we talked about lemonade? I don't think so. Oh, goddamn. I was like, did I call it? (laughs) Where were you when I was trying to figure out what the fuck to talk about today, huh? A phone? I know exactly where I was. A phone call away. That's true. (laughs) I was doing it while I was working. I was like looking up shit. Okay, so there we go. (laughs) 
being productive. <laughs> being productive. I was working hard at work, and I was working hard for this work. So she worked hard for the money. So hard. Oh my for god! The money. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, so are you ready for a little bit of history? Come on, Zenobia. Malibu. Now we've already talked about Malibu, but I did a little more deeper dive on the brand. Smasher, you like the drink? She likes drinks. She said she didn't want one, but now she's keeps reaching for mine. That's why I always make her one. I don't even ask anymore. I just make it. Ah, she's one way or another, it'll get drank. You'll drink it or I'll drink it. So, okay. So Malibu was created by Tom Juggo in 1982, and it is distilled in Barbados. Mm. No. So, I don't know why I always thought it was here in California, but it is not. More than just sandy beaches. Yes. It was made to save bartenders time when they made their piña caladas, the coconut rum. So, that's really initially what it was made for. Rum can be made with two different types of things. It could be either sugar cane juice, or it could be made out of molasses syrup. Molasses. Those are what rums molasses that's what uh molasses there you go that's how you say it i'm assuming y'all are all doing the benjamin button molasses that's butter on my tongue (laughs) (laughs) okay okay um so malibu is made with molasses Molasses. so that's what this is made with Okay. Man, I so, miss you, Jason. <laughs> I miss that I know, right? smile. Look at you. You look so happy right now. She's yeah, so cute. It's like ear to ear. I can't help I, it. I know. Okay, so here's something I did learn about rum. All right. So to call something rum, it has to be at least 80 proof. Okay? Gotcha. Okay. Well, we're drinking it's not 80 proof. And so it's not technically considered rum. It is considered, I guess, kind of rum mixed with a coconut liqueur, where the liqueur's base is also rum. So I guess that's how they get away with it. And it is called, like, if you look on the bottom, it says Caribbean rum with coconut liqueur, because it's not technically a rum. Okay. Okay. One more fun fact. One more. One more fun fact. Okay, so uh, Malibu is big, obviously, here in the U.S., mm-hmm. but also in the U.K., Germany, France, and Canada um, is where they get their most of their money. Yeah. From us. Because we oh, yeah. like pina coladas. Doom, 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 getting caught in the rain. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. I don't know. When I think of Germany, I think of, like, vodka, so... I don't know. Germany. Mm, I think of beer mostly. Yeah, I would think of of the the really cool beer and pop. schnapps. They like Man, the actually, schnapps, or at least they do in the movies. I don't know about in real life. Peppermint schnapps. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of history on a Malibute. <laughs> Malibuti. <laughs> okay, so. Are you ready for to talk about this movie? Yes. Why don't you tell the people what movie you chose? For Musical Month, your girl picked a movie that I've been wanting since last Musical Month, and I just didn't pick it, but it was my first pick for this month. And we are doing 
Zoe's. I'm already easing down the road in my mind. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you guys can notice, because you know I'm always ready for our movies, but my vinyl. Yeah, you got that mic up. I got Diana. The you got the, the Wiz, Wiz up. Look at you. I got the Wiz. I got Michael. I got Diana. And that over there is, is that... the greatest Quincy Joes, baby. I was going to say, is that Quincy? I can't, yeah, no, I that's can't Quincy. see that far. I'm sorry, but that's Quincy. Mm. So, yeah, I uh, put up my vinyl for this movie because I'm so excited this week. So, uh, you ready for me to hit you with the stand? Yes. Okay. One, I just want to say that I am wearing all gold today because, you know, you got to be seen in gold. I was trying to think of what I could wear. I don't have shit for this movie. I I was going to either wear red or green, and then I was looking for gold. I remembered I had this outfit, which me and Helen... Went on Let's Make a Deal on. I wore this outfit, actually. Nice. I halfway thought about doing just Let's the straight up, like, deal. old school white underwear things that they wear at the end. But, you know. <laughs> you could have been shirtless and been like, I'm a free uh, sweat, sweat I'm a free sweat. <laughs> I already <laughs> escaped from sh- the witch. <laughs> yeah, you just took your shirt off. My shorts are white. They kind of look like, what's it called? <laughs> the little da 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 they be running around in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the stats, you guys. If I get drunk What's enough, the... shirt's coming off. Yeah, oh, shit. It's already hot as fuck in this house. It is so hot in here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the weather is like in New York, but here it's hot. It was fuck. beautiful. We had we 64 all day today. Uh, we got a low right now of high 40s. Oh, my God. You sound like such a weather girl. No, that was so good. Was like, all you had to do was, like, turn like this and just, like, move your hand side to side. <laughs> we got the weather front coming down this way, swooping down. No. <laughs> so, thank you, Helen, for that uh, weather update. My fault. I'm the one with the green screen back here. <laughs> that was so good. Now, let's take it over to Zenobia with the stats. <laughs> thank you, Helen. So, today's stats. <laughs> I'm dying over here. <laughs> Stop. My ribs. My ribs hurt. <laughs> okay, so today for the Wiz, <laughs> this movie dropped October 24th, 1978, baby. 1978. Yeah. Woo! It was a good year. I don't know. I wasn't bored, but it seemed awesome because this movie was made. So 70s were fantastic. Studio 54, baby. From what they tell me. No. Okay, so stats. The budget for this movie was $24 million. Now, translate that into 2020 money. Uh-huh. That would be $99 million. To I make was going to say something like 100 or in my mind, I thought 100 Damn. Okay. Money yeah. has tripled so, since 1978? Yeah, girl. Fuck. That's older than our lives, man. We weren't even thought of in 1978. No wonder we can't get a house. <laughs> yeah. Ah, damn. Yeah. Well, That's it real. made... 21 million dollars no, in so. today's money is 86 million dollars so it did not make any money it actually was a flop if you looked at it that way i call bullshit i call bullshit because as a child me i saw this movie long before i saw the wizard of oz nice this was my first introduction into the world of oz mm-hmm. and then my mom was like oh you know there's what there's a white there's one. There's a white too. one. <laughs> yeah, that's what 
was a white version of the Wiz. There's a white one. What? And my mom's like, I think you like it. And obviously, I loved it. Uh I love the Wizard of Oz in any form that it comes. Mm -hmm. I'm usually down for the Wizard of Oz. So this is my Wizard of Oz. This is what I watched first. I think that like it took quite a couple years before my mom was like, oh yeah, we should probably show you the original. (laughs) Just white people. Not in my house. Yeah. Now you know my mom and her love for Judy Garland and all things. I love Judy Garland. I do. You know I saw the Wizard of Oz first. Well, you know that my two years old. Well, you know that my parents are black and they love Quincy Jones. Yes. And Michael Jackson and Diana Ross. So obviously Dude. this was the first thing that I, I saw. You know what I watched so this week was her live performance in Central Park in 1983. On Was that her free concert? Yeah. Where yeah. it rained out and then she came back the very next day. Yeah. Dude, in that all straight up purple singlet or whatever she's wearing, she was bad. Yeah. So good. She's like, fuck it. The mic that. broke. Give me the wired one. We got this. Take that. She tosses the wireless mic to the dude down below, singing the whole time. Hair out to here. I mean, obviously, my record of The Wiz is original. It is like falling out of the sleeve because we played it so much as children. Mm. Uh, my brothers definitely played it super hard, and it's just always been part of my collection. So I love it. I'm a huge fan of this movie and this musical. So, Rotten Tomatoes, you ready? Yeah, I'm kind of sad because you weren't here because I know we'd be playing that thing for like on repeat while we were setting up for today. Aww. I mean, every week I've been killing it with my vinyl. I feel like I don't know if you anyone else is paying attention, but I've been pulling out my selections. I got one to fit every movie. I probably don't have one for next week, to be honest with you, but I do have a book. I don't know. So uh, Rotten Tomatoes, that's what the critics said, 42%. I'm not trying to hear it. Fuck you guys. That's not a good score at all for this brilliant-ass movie. Um, that's ridiculous. Audience, 65%. I also am not a big fan of their number. It's a slanted crowd. It is. It is more white people voting on there than ethnic people, I'm assuming. And uh, this wasn't something that they grew up with like I did. Mm-hmm. They don't get you it. Know? That's all it is. They don't get it. Crazy enough, I was listening to an interview with Tyler Perry earlier today, and he was talking about his movies. He was talking about the Oscars. He's like, I see these people that are getting nominated for the Oscars, and I'm like, really? I I didn't get it. I walked out halfway through sort of thing, and that's probably the same situation. They don't get my shit, and that's fine. You know, I'm not Mm -hmm. making it for you. I'm making it because this is a reflection of me. This is what I understand. This is what – I grew up with, and there is a whole world of people that get that, and those are the people that I'm making it for. Mm-hmm. That's all. It is. There's white people that still get him. Sure. Because when I worked at the movie theaters, they'd be like, "Can I get a ticket for Madura?" Madura. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, Madura. Let's Madura. get you a ticket for that. <laughs> so, oh God. Yeah. So I mean, it's just the Academy is not a big fan, and mm-hmm. especially because he doesn't play by the rules. I understand his. For sure. He makes his own rules. And uh, commune next. Yeah. No, he's trying he's, to save all our jobs right now. He's he is. He's working on hotels on his uh, lot and testing and all kinds of stuff. He's trying to get the film production back on track. Oh yeah. And if so the first, yeah. I'm pretty sure the first production company that will be back is his. I wouldn't doubt it. Because yeah. he's yeah. already like, I ain't got time to wait on this. He probably has about 16 movies in the making right now. For just stop. sure. And okay, so, so he's gonna have like medical uh, personnel on staff and everything. Unfortunately, if you do work on a project 
under his studio, you kind of have to just be there until the project's done. So you're going to bunk up there and you can't leave until the project's done. I don't care. Yeah, so that's why he's talking about building <laughs> hotels on his uh, studio as He's going to have, like, little dorms, huh? Yeah, as of right now, he's got, like, barracks and bunkers and stuff because it used to be a military base. Yeah, he just he's got the facilities to, to do it right now, but he's going to do yeah. it right. Well, thank you, Tyler Perry, for saving our black jobs. Right? Thank you. Shit. Yeah. Saving cinema in general, dude. <laughs> in general. It's not just going to be uh, black movies going there. It's going to be everybody's going to flock to him. He's He cornered the market. He's, he's a smart ass. He just yeah, straight up one film Monopoly right now. Oh, y'all need to make something? Come on. Come on over. All right. Well, Zenobia's fresh fresh Zenobia score is 100, obviously. This is great casting. This is great-ass music. Great black-ass cast. Mm-hmm. It's just Sexy beautiful. I love it. Sexy as fuck. Hey, tell me why Child. everybody is so damn sexy when they take their clothes off, take their clothes off just... and the way they shot all of that, it's just like everything, dude. I love that. Oh, my God. It was like. I mean, they shot it like they were being born again, obviously. Yeah. And I thought that was great. Um, that literally is probably my favorite scene but and song the, in the movie. Yeah, all those professional dancers and everything moving and just twisting their bodies like, damn. Yeah. So sexy. I know. I don't know if that was their aim, but. It worked. As a kid, I was like, these people are gorgeous. How did I get my chocolate ass to look like this? I need to run around in a diaper dancing. <laughs> I love this song. I really do. I really do love this, that song. Just dance about too. 12 hours a day. No bad news. I do. <laughs> and I don't know. Live off of coffee and cigarettes. Okay, so you ready for a little bit of theater history? Yes. On The Wiz. Okay, obviously The Wiz is the all-black version of The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. The movie, original movie with Judy Garland came out in 1939. And the book for The Wizard of Oz came out in 1900. Damn. That's how old this story is. Really? Yeah. Okay. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Um, so can you break it down for us? Uh, what exactly is the book? Because I was researching that earlier because I didn't understand it myself until Google helped me out. So I'm sure our listeners would like to know. Oh, okay. So what I'm talking about is the book as in like the novel. The mm-hmm. novel of this came out in 1900. Okay. Now, in theater terms, when they say the book, I think it's the music is the book. Helen, yeah. am I correct? Yeah. It's the music, right? Yeah, the book would be considered the music. The music, okay. yeah. So the, the, when the book writer, like, say for this movie, is uh, William F. Brown. So even though he's not the writer of the script, he is the writer of the book. That's what he's credited for. Therefore, he's the writer of the music of the movie. Yeah, the music and all the lead-in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, when they say the book, that means the big fat book full of music. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in a musical and on a stage, they're going to give you your script, but they're also going to give you a notebook full of the actual music. In the script, your music is going to be in there, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's supposed to be in the script. But they're going to give you a script that is just the music so you can write your notes, know your placing, when you're supposed to come on, all that stuff. So you can just bust that out. And stand around the piano and, you know, work on your music. So this, The Wiz, opened on Broadway on January 5th, 1975. So it was only four years yeah, that's until it was quick. made into a movie. That's fast for so, a movie. Yeah. So it ran for 1,672 shows. Nice. So that's how many shows it did before it closed. Now, this show was groundbreaking. It was fucking amazing. 
and it won seven Antoinette Perry Awards. So if you don't know what an Antoinette Perry Award is, it's just a Tony. But I like to say the fancy way. Last year's musical month, because I don't know what episode it was. It's probably our very first musical movie. (laughs) I don't remember what episode it's in, but uh, it's on like Grease or Little Shop or something like that. Something like that. So the Antoinette Perry Award, they won seven of them in 1975 for Best Original Score, Best Feature Actor in a Musical, Ted Raw, uh, Best Costume Design, Best Choreography, Best Musical, DD, and Best Musical. That is what they won in 1975. Best fucking musical. Yes. So it pretty much swept the Tonys that year, and it was a big deal. And, uh, Oklahoma. For... I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I hate Oklahoma. I think that's such a horrible. It's not. It's Oklahoma. not one of my plays. <laughs> that's all I'm I know surprised from... you don't like. You don't like a little fringe on top, huh? It's not your jam. No. I wasn't that sure was who you were jam. asking right now. <laughs> that was not my jam. It... <laughs> <laughs> quite white of a story. Uh, it's kind of basic. It's not my favorite. I don't care for the songs. See, now I got to check it out because I don't know nothing about it. Ask Ashley. I don't know. She might like it though, but uh, I'm not that person. You either love it or it's like whatever. She uh, looked at me right like, right now like Jim Carrey in uh, Liar Liar. She's like, I've I've had better. I like the revival. <laughs> the revival with. Uh, oh, she liked the revival. With Hugh Jackman. I thought she just said, I like it more than the Bible. And I'm like, okay. Wow. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we have a Bible. Uh, I, I know, babe. They thought you said, I like it more than the Bible. <laughs> yeah, either way, there is a Oklahoma with Hugh Jackman in it that is not that bad. It, so. I'm getting reborn. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's a little bit of, Yeah. Oh. All right. Can't you feel right now? Day. Can you feel it? Feel it. I can't hear you, but I can see you. Can't you feel a brand new day? Can't you feel a brand new day? Yep, I can. Can I take my shirt off? <laughs> Do you? You're in your own room. <laughs> you won't be able to put this on uh, YouTube if I do that. So let's just mature audiences only. <laughs> okay, so um, that's a little bit. Of, that's all I got really on the theater side of the whiz. Mm-hmm. But it was a, it was a good. It had a good run on like Broadway. It. Shit, on Broadway. a thousand and some change. Fuck yeah! I'm wondering why it didn't make money in the box office. And I'm, thinking, I'm gonna like, say a lot of people are like, I costs... saw it on Broadway already. I don't need to go see it then. But no, if they saw it on Broadway, they definitely go see it in the, the in the theater. That is not how theater people are like we understand that when you see a play it's either you know you're gonna see it different every time even if it's the same exact cast it's gonna be different if it's a different cast the only time that it's always the same is when it is filmed and when i have a musical that i personally like on stage first and then it comes to movies i'm always excited to you're go always see excited it. for it right yeah i'm still gonna go see it but i have to love the musical already I'm not going to go see Cats. Never happening on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Helen, you're Don't in New York it. right now. What's the last uh, show you saw out there? Live show. Beetlejuice. 
<gasps> of course you did. I felt so good. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. Who played the Beetlejuice? Fantastic. Uh, I forget his name. He's he's the soundtrack. Uh, he's the original dude. Okay. I forget. Ooh, okay. But he oh. was incredible. The whole cat. I got to see the original full first cast. Nice. So that was really exciting. Is Moulin Rouge out there right now? Yeah, Moulin Rouge is out. I mean, nothing's playing right now, but. Sure. Yeah. But I would love to see that. If it comes to the Pantages, I would love to see Moulin Rouge. I'm in. Let me know. Oh, I want to point out that I am using my Dorothy. (laughs) Yeah. I know it's the wrong Dorothy, but I moved my cup and I saw her face. And I was like, Dorothy girl. (laughs) (laughs) Always use a Golden Girl coaster. That's what I say. Mm. All right. So let's get into it. Start this. Who? Wait, wait, wait. It's, I almost forgot. I know you did. Damn, Hello. Gina. <laughs> you know what time it is? I know exactly what time it is. I thought you missed the time. I, I almost did. I almost did. <laughs> I would have been pissed because I worked on this one. Okay, here we why, go. Why don't you tell Helen what time it is? Helen, do you know what time it is? No, what time is it? It's time for the, the motherfucking drinking, drinking game. game. Yes, mm. hey. Let's get, get into ready it. for the motherfucking drinking. Okay. So you gonna take one, Sam? Take a Sam. When somebody sings, nice. <laughs> catch this number, honey. Sweet thing, let me tell you about the world and the way things are right. <laughs> come from it, like, a opens place and, 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 and then you grab your drink. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you make it. You're like, oh shit. So, take a sample when someone sings. You don't take a sample when Dorothy meets a new friend. You think that he can? Toto and me, we could sure use some company. Besides, you have nothing to lose. I don't, do I? Take a drink every single time someone tries to hurt Toto. Do you like sauerkraut or mustard, my dear? <laughs> On your hot dog! Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. So you're going to take a sample when someone changes color. Ooh. Oh. All right. So they go from green to red. Green to red to gold. Because it's the ultimate. Until I change my mind again. <laughs> Last week when y'all were wearing pink. How quickly fashion goes down the drain. Last week when y'all was wearing pink. Already for me, red was old. The ultimate yellow brick is gold. That's a new color, children. So yeah, so every time they change colors, uh-huh. change your change your sip to your face. All right, so you go take a sip when the Tin Man starts to rust. So anytime that you got to put oil on him, you're going to take a sip. Get the oil! The oil! He rested himself crying. So you gotta take the anytime he rests. I'm sorry, does that hurt? No, not at all. I told you I ain't got any feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, because he was a seat cushion. A seat cushion for For teeny (laughs) teeny. Until he runs. Right. So you're going to take a sample mm-hmm. 
when the scarecrow reads one of his notes. Love so he it. Pulls out his notes. He pulls out his little shit. Fortune cookie. I was gonna say fortune cookie. Like, <laughs> fortune cookie slip. Ignorance is the night of the mind. A night without moon or star. Confucius said that. I know, but he takes out his little fortune cookie. <laughs> you gonna you gonna take a sip. Take a sip. Just simping. We ain't finishing yet. You gonna take a sip. When there is a close-up, or they talk about the shoes. Yes. An announcement from the great and powerful Oz. Send up the one with the silver slippers. Oh, those silver shoes, baby. When you see them silver shoes, you'll take a sip. She did. She has some nice ass shoes. That's nothing. I'm sure she's been dancing in shoes higher than that for years. Oh, for sure. Hey, give her some credit. Can I just give her some credit? Yeah. Yeah. She was running tracking them, though, pretty much. Down those. uh... You coming for those silver shoes. Back it up. Back it up. I'm sorry. She was booking it in the the subway. I was going to say down the subway. She was booking it. You said come on, so I come on. Let's go. She, she came <laughs> on. She did. So uh, you gonna take a sip mm-hmm. when you when flying monkeys is said. No, no, not the flying monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the flying monkeys. <laughs> So yeah, so when they when they show up, you know, mm-hmm. you don't take a sip when the cat when the lion does something courageous. Nice. So when he is no longer a coward, like where he saves whoops everybody's ass in the subway. Yeah, he saves the scarecrow from getting eaten by a weird trash can. Mm-hmm. You know, he helps the Tin Man who's getting like electrocuted. Mm-hmm. He, psh- all Telling that. Dorothy, don't give up them shoes. <laughs> don't give up the shoes, Dorothy. <laughs> Forget about don't my you tail. Give up them shoes. Yeah, you gonna take a sip. All right. So, so you gonna finish your drink when Miss One gives her numbers? She's like, oh, oh I love five, I love three, her so much. three. Ooh, four, three, three. You wanna play more than one number today, honey? <laughs> Yes. I love this one. She's so cute. <laughs> With all her damn bags. She got like a hundred bags on her arms. <laughs> She's grab bag for bag you. Lady. Grab bag for you. Grab bag for you. Here you go, baby. Oh my God. <laughs> She's so cute. Bottom line, honey. Numero uno. She reminds me of my grandmother. With <laughs> all them damn bags. She is. She gonna hurt her back with all them bags. Yes. So I like Miss Wan. She got all these fucking kids, mm-hmm. playground kids, and she carrying all the bags and other playground kids playing hold of the bags. I mean, they were stuck on the wall. I know. They for crazy. who knows how long. That's true. So yeah, take it. Finish To start off with that show like that, it was mm-hmm. one of my favorites. I was like, I was so spellbound when I was a kid. I was like, whoa, my god. I want to know how they did that, how they actually, like, stuck them in that wall, or they just built it to fit them properly into the spaces so they knew exactly which actor was going in which space. 
Yeah. I'm assuming that they said that the actors had to be this size. They built them uh, because they do hop out of them. So mm -hmm. they have to be like in it somehow mm -hmm. and then just hop out. But yeah, it's a cool scene. So yeah. I, I totally get that. I love it. Okay. I was trying to figure yeah. out how they did that, but I'm assuming it's just a build. Yeah. That one is probably a set. With like supports. Supports down below. Yes, definitely, definitely. Okay. You go finish your drink when Eveline gets killed. Okay. I'm allergic to water! It makes me no, 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 no. So when she Eveline. pulls that, uh... Yeah, so right before my favorite song, you gonna finish your drink. I can't wait. Is that your favorite okay. song? Yeah, can you feel a brand new day? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a good one. Everybody's so awesome. The dancing is amazing. Like, they're dancing in the rafters. In the rafters, y'all. This, the studio that they were able to use, it's just it's so incredible to see that big pullout. Like, they have so many huge one-off dance scenes, and they're able to just, like, back it up and see the entire set. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, some of my favorite parts of this, this movie itself. Yeah. Like, even so simple, he's on down the road. Like, they don't do a lot of close-ups. It's all Michael and Diana, like, on the brick road. Yep. And it's just, it's, it's so exquisite. It's so beautiful. So for those, those of them that don't know, this is at Astoria Studios in New York City. Everything yeah. was filmed in New York. It's the sixth largest studio in the world. Mm -hmm. And they straight up filmed the amusement park part at Coney Island. At Coney Island! Yeah. It looks like Coney Island. It's Astro World. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't know because I never made it there. <laughs> but you got the root beer still. I do have the Coney Island root beer still. From, from season one. <laughs> from season one. <laughs> Episode Three, four. Yeah, it was close. It was one of the first ones. <laughs> but if uh, alcohol starts getting scarce around here, it's going to get popped open. Nice. Definitely. <laughs> we won't run out of alcohol. So, we better not. I don't know. There are places that are closing, like all the beers that are under the Corona umbrella, like Tecate and I believe Modelo, are, they don't consider themselves essential, so they sent their people home. So. No. Oh, okay. We'll see how that turns out. Right. That's what I'm saying. There well, might be a drought. I'm going to pray there's not because your girl is barely hanging on. Conveniently, they do that right before Cinco de Mayo. I yeah. know. Yeah. That's brutal. That's brutal. I better go get my Modelo's now. Fuck. Yeah. So you go take a sip when she clicks her heels to go home. Nice. You mean I could have gone home by clicking my heels three times? Because uh -huh. when I think of home, I think of a place where there's love overflowing. It's my fucking, oh my God, this movie, every song's a banger. Mm -hmm. Except the first, the first song's not so much my favorite, not a banger. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's because when I was a kid, we filmed, we recorded this movie off of the Disney channel. Mm. Like when I watched it, it would say like, call this number to get the Disney Channel on cable. Like, that's what pop up when I would watch this movie. Really? So the yes! So the beginning of this movie, the tape was always kind of warped. Okay. So I would always just get to the point where she goes out to chase Toto, and then she, you know, gets sent to us. Like, so I always skip the beginning of them. I had some video cassettes like that. She goes into the snowstorm. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. 
that's that's where the movie starts for me. Yeah. Prior to that, it was all warped, and so I it, never watched that part. It sets the stage. It sets the stage for where she's at. You know, she's 24. She's school teacher. She's never been south of 125th Street. And Teresa, uh, what's her last name? Uh, Mary. So what's Mary Beth? What's north of 26th Street, Helen? Or what, what street was it? Never been south of 125th Street. Yeah, she hasn't been south. She's Harlem. That makes sense. She's black. Mm-hmm. Well, there's okay. also Dominican Republic families there too, but yeah. Spanish Harlem. But it's, it starts up with Teresa Merritt singing this like heartfelt, beautiful song, and it's like, it's uh, it's like it's a it's a family gathering. You know, they're getting ready for Thanksgiving and all that, and mm-hmm. she's setting the stage and the emotional tone for the home and for like the baby coming in, the new baby into the family and stuff. Uncles oh. arguing over checkers in the living room. And their house True story. Yeah. In Harlem, they had mm-hmm. a cute apartment. <laughs> yeah, they weren't, they weren't uh, doing bad. Like, they weren't poor. Uh, they were doing all right. That's because there was at least three adults working in that damn house. Uh-huh. We got yeah. five so, jobs. So do you guys got anything to add to the drinking game? Uh, Did you get everything already? On my okay. list, yes. Okay. Uh, Helen, fire away. I mean, is there anything that suggests? Because I just love like the the mystery, even in the, in the Wiz about going to see the wizard. The, wi- the wizard. <laughs> so, is there any drinking? Like, take a sip every single time someone says the Wiz or wizard. Mm. Well, we could do that, but there's a whole song of people saying he's a wizard. Uh huh. <laughs> it's fun. I better point you towards the Wiz. <laughs> this one, she gonna get us fucked. Oh my god! That song's so lit. Uh, that's like for me. That's when it really starts. Yeah, when she gets there. Four, oh, three, yeah. three. You wanna play more than one number today, honey? I got a freedom special. <laughs> three numbers for the price of one. I don't wanna one. play any numbers. <laughs> <laughs> this and she's so I cute too. She comes in just like shoulders back, bags everywhere, like she just Everyone's got off the train. Sorry, I'm late, y'all. What did I miss? She's like, you guys are back. All right, let's come hang. She, she don't have strong powers, but she is there. She's a good witch. Mm. Mm-hmm. She, she's a good one. This is going to be a jelly bean situation, if anything. So you got to take a drink. You got to take a healthy drink if you spot someone famous now that wasn't back then. Because if you look Ooh. down the list... Luther Vandross is in there. Mm-hmm. Robin Givens is in there. Who are they? If you don't know who Luther Vandross and Robin Givens no. is now, you better ask somebody. <laughs> you know, I know my black people. Girl. Ask Mike. He'll tell you who Robin, Robin. Givens is. <laughs> this is true. I'm that asking. One bitch took all the money. <laughs> in this movie, who they in this movie? Who's Luther? They're extras. So they're the. Luther? Yes, I, Robin Givens is one of the kids that is in the beginning in the family Thanksgiving uh, setting, and I don't know where Luther Vandross is, but they in there somewhere. So when you spot them, you got to take a healthy drink. That's a good one. That's I like that. I like that. That should be a universal drinking rule in a game. All right. If you spot somebody famous now that wasn't then, that for wasn't sure. Then. I like that. I'm gonna look for these fools. 
Okay, I'm a look. Intrigued. Look, she's intrigued. I am very intrigued. I'm playing the Thanksgiving dinner scene as we speak. I'm looking. <laughs> Look it. You said Robin Gibbons is that one? Okay. Robin Gibbons. Hi, Robin. Not you, Robin. No, my Robin's asleep. It's All not. right. Well, um, that is our motherfucking drinking game. Yes, I. <laughs> did you just? <laughs> I did the uh, Dave Chappelle good good times. Good times. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All, right, All right. Well, we're so, Jason. Uh, tell me about our director, yo. Who directed it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Whoa, am I really gonna do this whole show? Like, I gotta come up with everything." <laughs> everything. So, uh, this movie, The Wiz, was directed by the late great Mr. Sidney Lumet. So, M- Sidney Lumet is known as a master of cinema. My dude was born in 1924. He lived until 2011, so he had a decent run. Uh, You might recognize his work uh, from 12 Angry Men, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, Dog Day Afternoon. (gasps) Yes. He he directed Dog Day? Mm Mm-hmm. Love it. Dude. Murder on the Orient Express? The original one? The original, the 1974. Yeah. Dang. Okay. So the la- his last project was 2007's Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. That was a pretty good movie. Yeah. So he passed away four years later. But That's with Seymour Hoffman? I believe so, yeah. 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 Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, if Hawk, you notice, ma- he loves New York. And so most of his films are set in New York. You know. So fun fact real quick before you move on. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did love New York, and it was semi his idea of placing this story in New York. Mm-hmm. He said, "If you're going to do a black urban like version of this story, then you're going to have to do it in New York." Mm. So, yeah. did he write the original for the the Wiz, the Broadway show? The Wiz is it? Is it in the? I don't think it's set in New York. I don't like know the where the stage version. I don't think it's set in New York. Because oh, they still thought... do, they still do farming things. Mm. At least the ones that I've seen, it starts mm. off with them still farming in the countryside, sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, so I think that the movie is where, if you see any shows that do make it seem like they're New York, it's probably because they're following this. The... Yeah. But okay. if I'm not mistaken, and if any listener out there knows that I'm wrong, please let me know. But I'm pretty sure that it was set in uh, the West somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Did not know that. Because you know, black people, we in the country farming. So yeah, <laughs> he he made it so that we could uh, have a cool urban New York. You know, the Brooklyn Bridge with the fucking yellow brick road and the big apple that flies over. I the love city. that. That okay. apple that flies over the Brooklyn Bridge, so good. Very cool. So in case you didn't realize what city it is, mm-hmm. there's a big ass apple in the somebody. Sky. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> before we move on from Sydney, I will say that he has been nominated for five Oscars. Never won one, sadly. But he got nominated for Best Director four times, four different movies, obviously. 12 Angry Men, Dog Day, Network, and The Verdict. All directed Verdict. by Mr. Sydney Lumet. 
Uh, Burn Nation is probably the only one I haven't seen. Mm, that was uh, 1983. Uh, he also got uh, nominated for Best Writing for Prince of the City in 1981. They did give him an honorary Oscar in 2005. Huh? Yeah. So that's Sydney for you. And uh, he's well, got a hell of a run, dude. Oh, my God. He, the reason why he got this job uh. is because – he is good with keeping movies on time wow. and on budget. Nice. Which is something that you're going to totally need because this film, at the time of its release, was the most expensive movie shot in New York at that time. Really? I mean, we think of it as 20, what, 23? 24 million. Mm-hmm. We think of it as 24 million, but really that's 99 million. Yeah. Us. So right. that's still, that's a lot of money to be spending on shooting some in some city. Mm-hmm. Another thing is Sydney decided to have Glinda the Good Witch be played by the late, the great Lena Motherfucking Horn, mm-hmm. who is amazing. We are going to talk about her, right? We can talk about her now. Okay. Well, hold on. We'll talk about her next. So he casted her as a as Glenda the Good Witch because she was his mother-in-law at the time. Really? <laughs> Aww. So, you know, you have to, his mama is mama-in-law. Yeah. Shit, when your mother-in-law is Lena Horn. I would find any reason to use her. Mm-hmm. Any reason. She was she was old and 78 and she still looked better than like us now. Gorgeous. Okay. I got one more for Sydney before we move on to the beautiful Lena. Sydney wow. Dean. <laughs> So Sydney said that filming this movie had one of the hardest scenes that he ever had to film in it. What's that? So the hardest scene that he had to shoot would be the Emerald City scene. Oh. Um, filming it in the plaza of the World Trade Center. So that is actually wow. shot there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On site. Which makes sense because one, it's in like the financial district. So For you sure. don't have, there's nobody there, especially at night. Yeah. And you could do it. Weekend. On the weekend, like I said, you yeah, they probably this. did a Friday to Sunday situation. Yeah, it did do. It did take three days to do that scene mm-hmm. with twenty-two playback speakers. Damn. So they had to hide these speakers into the set uh-huh. so that the dancers in the front and the dancers in the back heard the music at the same time. Gotcha. Because otherwise, yeah. they'd be half a second off, and it would fuck everything up. Uh huh. That's so crazy. That is so intricate. It is. So they put those twenty-two. Yeah, they put those twenty-two speakers throughout the set for the dancers. Running that cable um, wire. Yeah, it was four hundred dancers in that scene. And is that the biggest they've ever had in a in a musical setting? I feel like it I've is. Never it is one of the biggest musical a movie musical scenes captured on film. So it is. I- yeah, if not the cool. biggest. So with the 400 dancers, that also means that you need three different sets of costumes for each one of those 400 dancers. Bro. So you oh. had about 1,200 costumes for this scene. <laughs> oh, you're right, because they changed the color twice. Three oh. times. Yeah, they changed three, three times. times. Green, so, red, and gold, baby. And gold. Yeah. Gold to gold. Yes, so that's like 1,200 costumes right there. Dude. Um, cast and crew for that scene, 1,000 people. 
Damn. Okay. Uh, it took like three nights, like I said. They People running with nine. trash bags. Like, give me your, give me that one. Nope. <laughs> Come on. Green is out. Come on. Here's take the red. Let's go. Don't you know you're supposed to eat gold? <laughs> you imagine that shit? Somebody forgot to change. Oh my god. Oh my god. Get your ass off camera right now. I thought we were supposed to wear red. That was last number, bitch. Oh my god. Yeah. So they used nine generators. This. Okay, that's it. I would have thought more. And they use thirty-five thousand lamps to light that stage. Fuck yeah! High-powered bulbs. High-powered lamps. So there Makeup, is a sad part. Gone. <laughs> I know, just just melting. I mean, depending so on what a... time of year you shot it, though, if it's in New York at night, could be nice yeah, and chilly so outside. So yeah. it opened in October, so I'm thinking probably summertime is when they did probably film this. I don't know. Back then, it would take around a year to just edit something. So right. they could have shot it a year prior. So it could have been like October, November when they were filming. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. It's they were cutting, they were straight using scissors and like cutting film okay, well. instead of like <laughs> digital nowadays. It is cold for a Californian in oh, yeah. New York. Oh, hell yeah. In October. There we go. Because I went for Halloween and I was cold. But, I mean, it wasn't, like, unbearable cold. I was wearing crop tops, so, I mean, mm. it wasn't too bad. But still. She dressed as Ursula. She wasn't that cold. I did dress as Ursula. That was a good Halloween. That was a really good Halloween. <laughs> okay. That bay so, weather's uh, cold for us, though. Southern California is different from, like, San Francisco weather. Oh, we know. <laughs> it's never exactly warm in Frisco. <laughs> I love San Francisco. It's beautiful. It Absolutely gorgeous. But that was the but thing bring I a jacket. The about it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so to film these sequences, they had to do it outside, like I said, in the Plaza of the Twin Towers. Plaza of the Twin Towers. The sequence for the red scene mm -hmm. was cut short, though, because of wind and lighting errors. They couldn't go back to fix some of the problems that they had. They didn't have the time. They had the money. They couldn't get those bitches back. That sucks. So they had to edit around it, and mm -hmm. it is cut down to what we see it is today. But it was initially longer than what we see. That sucks. Which yeah. makes me sad because I like the red one. It's good. It's a yeah, good song. Uh huh. Because that's the first yeah. change. So that's mm -hmm. like a significant one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a little bit about Sydney and one of the hardest scenes for him to film. All right. You want to dive into this cast? We got a oh healthy list. Of magnificent actors here, these thespians. Thespians. Starting yes. with Miss Thelma Carpenter. Thelma Carpenter. <laughs> oh my God! So uh, Thelma is. We were already talking about her. She yeah. plays. What's she called? Mama One or Miss One? Miss One. Miss One. Yeah, Thelma Carpenter plays Miss One. Miss One. So my fault. Yes, Miss Watson. Goodwin, from mm -hmm. the North, right? Yes. I don't remember where she's from. She's from the she's North. From the hood. She's from the hood. Oh, she's from yeah. New York. She was born in Brooklyn. In died real life. In, died in New York. Yep. Yeah. Uh, by the way, she passed on. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I kind of just threw that out there. Just starting it off. <laughs> now, she was born in 1922. She passed away in 1997. She had a heart attack. 75 oh. years old. Yeah. But she grew up 
in uh, music for the most part and then transitioned into Broadway before doing TV and film. But she has an amazing voice, mm-hmm. so I Absolutely. totally understand. Yeah. Uh, she was uh, singing for amateur theater night at the Apollo, and that's where she was discovered when she was like 11 years old. She didn't get the cane? The Sandman didn't come? <laughs> no. Uh, this was back in 1938. Okay. No, she didn't get the <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure they did it back then, too. They saw the, the Lucky Wood, right? Isn't that when it started back then? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they got the Lucky Wood. You got to rub it before you go on. If you suck, the Sandman comes with a cane. He pulls your ass off there. I mean, it's 1938. I don't know if they were doing that back then. I hope so. I hope I so. Hope I love that tradition. That's awesome. <laughs> I wish more places did it because there's some people that gets pulled off stage. She started doing uh, singing as like orchestra and background music and stuff like that for Brunswick and RCA. And then she joined Coleman Hawkins Orchestra in 1940 before transitioning into Broadway. Orchestra? Yes. Broadway? Yes. She was doing her thing. She's fancy, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, you might also recognize her in the Cosbys. She was in a couple episodes of that. She was in the Cotton Club. She plays Mama in the Cotton Club. Uh, it raised Boom Boom Room. <laughs> it raised Boom Boom Room. No. I have not seen the Cotton Club, but I do want to. I know it is a good one. Yeah, that's the 1984 one. So she had her last performance at the Apollo as well. It was in 1993. She did the All Star NBC special Apollo Hall of Fame tribute show. Like, when did she die? What year? 97. Oh, dang. So she performed in 93. She passed on of a heart attack in 97. Damn. Yeah. But I love her song. Oh, my God. She's so adorable. And her voice is so big. So big and powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. Sweet thing, let me tell you about the world and the way things are right. You've come from a different place, and I know you travel far right. That's a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, all these older women in this movie are all very sweet and very endearing, from mm-hmm. Anam to the witch, the good witches of the north and the south, and everything. Uh, to Glinda, Miss Lena Horn. We can talk about her next. What you know about Lena oh my Horn? God. What do you know about Lena Horn? Because your girl. It don't matter because Lena Horn. Tell us a little something about Miss Lena Horn. She's gorgeous mm-hmm. for one. For two, she was the first black pinup girl. Mm-hmm. So back in World War Two, these army men, white army men, would have sexy white girls as pinups to put in their, you know, bunkers or whatever. Yep. Now, black army people were not allowed to hang up pictures of white girls in their bunker. Yeah, of course. So the movie company or the people promoting this stuff was like, well, we need to come up with a black one for them. Absolutely. So they they can look at a hot girl and know they're fighting for her. Mm -hmm. So Lena Horne was chosen because, well, she is very fair-skinned. She has European features. But the girl's black, and any real black person can look at her and be like, you black girl, or at least Creole, you know? And so she was the black pinup girl for that generation to mm. have something to look at. So she started out singing in nightclubs, and eventually, I want to say MGM, I might be wrong, but it was. I think you're right. Sure it was, pretty sure it was MGM who signed her 
but during that time period they could not you could not have interracial couples on film or tv Mm -hmm. so she kind of got set in the back because those studios weren't caring about doing black feature films um and she couldn't be opposite of someone like frank sinatra of course not. because he's he's old blue eyes and she's old black girl so they'll work mm-hmm. she coffee with cream but back then it didn't count she's still coffee you mm-hmm. know a little cream in it she did go through a lot of things like being one of the first black people to move into beverly hills obviously rich white people back then were not happy with having this black chick in their neighborhood and started to sign a petition to get her, to out. Get her out. But they happened to knock on the wrong dude's door. Mm. And they knocked on Paul Newman's door. Uh. Hey, girl, can you sign this to get the black chick out of our neighborhood? And he was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, get the fuck out of here. Don't get, get the fuck out of here with yeah. that shit. Pretty much. Exactly. And Good for him. God, I love that man. I love him so much. It ended with him. Pretty much. Fuck yeah. He was. He told the neighborhood to back the fuck off because, one, as a black woman, she was not able to buy or rent a house in Beverly Hills. She did have to get one of her managers, white managers, to make have purchase. all these things that, to make the purchase because they wouldn't sell it to her. Motherfuckers. So Lena Horne helped out so many black artists and performers, actresses like myself to feel beautiful and to put her in this movie, this is what I think of her. When I think of Lena Horne, this is what I think of. I think of her as Glinda the Good Witch. Mm-hmm. Because that's the very first thing that I saw her in. Mm-hmm. Her voice is powerful. It's beautiful. I'm pretty sure she has a couple albums back in the day. But uh, she's one of our legends. I'll tell you something. Uh, me and Ashley were watching a trailer today of a new series that's out on Netflix. And it's specifically called Hollywood. And I just I saw think, that trailer too. <laughs> don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that they're taking a lot of Lena Horne's story and putting it into this series. I did see a black girl. Lena Horne did marry a white gentleman mm-hmm. at one point or another, maybe mm-hmm. two. So that could be true because the black girl on there looks like she's dating a white guy. I love that they have interracial couples and an interracial. They gay got her couple. as a pinup in that uh, in that time as well. So yeah, she probably could be the you know. I think that the horn of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on my list to watch. But I oh, saw yeah. that. I was like, I'm probably going to dive into it right after this. Tomorrow. That's my tomorrow. That's your but tomorrow. Yeah. And you were right. It was MGM. And they MGM. loaned her out to 20th Century Fox every once in a while. Back then, you were in the studio system. You know, yeah. Studio crazy, owned guys. your contract. Was it better or worse? You just, uh... Uh, I don't know. I know. Crazy right? to say, like, as an actor, I don't know. I would say, studio, yeah, but... I would say as an actor, it was probably a good thing because even if you weren't working, you were getting a steady paycheck. Mm-hmm. But I also would be... starving out here nowadays. Yes, yeah. and I would also say that it was a bad thing because if you're an artist, you're stuck with mm-hmm. MGM. So I can only make MGM movies unless I beg them and they loan me out to somebody else. Yeah. So actor-wise, it's a good thing we're getting a steady paycheck. We'd be able to pay our bills and not have to worry about you know how much FaceTime, how many times my commercials on, none of that shit. They just send you a check, even yeah. if you were background, you still got a weekly check. Mm-hmm. You just had to go to your classes and stuff and do your dancing yeah. and your singing and all that stuff i will say uh today's day and age you have more power as an actor than you ever have but you also have less than you've ever had and it is you're not competing with everybody in hollywood anymore you're competing with everybody in the world yeah 
They will cast from anywhere in the world. You got a guy in New Zealand that's great for your part, fly his ass over. Yeah. Oh, I found him on Instagram. I found him on TikTok. No problem. He can probably do it. Get him over here. Not only that, I found out. Check this shit out. So check this. So if you go in for an audition for a network or studio project, TV show, film, whatever, and they don't hire you, technically you are entitled to half a day's pay. $500. No actor knows that. No actor ever can call that out. But it should be common practice because Mm -hmm. as actresses, you know how long it takes to fucking study and learn a script and prepare for that and get yourself ready physically, emotionally, mentally, pick out your wardrobe, do your self-tape, or even go into the studio and do an in-person audition, drive halfway across Timbuktu, down the 10 for an hour and a half, and then another hour and a half back. It literally is half a day's work, probably a full day, you know? And it should be common practice being like, oh, you want this actor to audition for this role? Okay, that's going to be half a day's pay because it's in the SAG contract. It's literally in there, Article 38 or whatever. But because SAG doesn't enforce it, actors don't have the authority to. But imagine if they did, then studios would think twice about wasting an actor's time and they would actually value their work. Yeah. I agree. Just saying. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> so back to my girl <laughs> Lena Horn. Well, before there was a SAG union, people like Lena Horn had to go to studios mm-hmm. and just basically be at the bid of their mercy. So technically, Lena Horne is our first black female actress celebrity. Mm-hmm. She's the first one that white people liked mm. and black people loved. Even though some black people were not on her side for being such fair-skinned, you know. But damn, Gina, you can't help your skin color. Black is black. She's still getting people trying to kick her out of the neighborhood just like no matter if you Wesley Snipes dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Lena Horn for all black actors, actresses out there, she is who we have to thank. believe all these things not because I told you to Sadly, we did lose her in 2010. We did. Mm-hmm. We did. She still looked good then for an old she lady. Did. She was like 92 My or something. Goodness. Beautiful. My goodness. I mean, just to forewarn you guys, you know, a lot of these uh, actors in this movie we've lost. Hell, majority of them. This was made in 1978. And... Oh, Richard. Yeah. Inclu- okay, so I just including... want to throw out there. What's that? Oh. Diana Ross is the only one left. I know. She's the only one in this entire cast. One. Of uh, feature players, yeah. 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 I think you're right. She's the last one. She's the last one. So everyone else is gone. All the witches, Tin Man, Scarecrow, Lion, you know, Uh, Glinda, everybody's gone. So except Dorothy, a.k.a. Diana Ross. Oh, we're talking about uh, Aunt Am next anyway, Miss Teresa Merritt. So as soon as I saw her, I was like, wait a minute. Let me check this shit. It is her. And who'd you know her from? I was like, that's Juanita from Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Want me to take my shirt off for you? <laughs> no, thanks. Ooh, All right, baby. Well, the gross. offer is on the table. <laughs> Ooh, you're gross. Yes, Juanita, definitely. Oh, uh, my God. 
is me. <laughs> hey, she was 72 years old when she's offering to show her titties to Billy Madison. She looked good. Huh? She looked good. Do you know what else she was in? Throw it at me. That's my mama. <laughs> From the What's Going Down episode of no, That's My Mama. That's my mama. <laughs> I think that she was mama. <laughs> She was the mama of That's My Mama. No. She the mama. She the mama. Yeah, Eloise Mama Curtis. Yes, she was. So the next time you hear that, think about her because she, she the real mama. Oh, that's so good. So Put she... your hands together for Teresa Merritt. <laughs> Plays the lead role in That's My Mama. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> uh, she did another big time musical, I would say. All that jazz. Mm-hmm. She was in yeah, that. She did. But uh, but I always think of her as in this movie or mm-hmm. Billy Madison. Of course, and she has a beautiful voice. I love that uh, opening song. It's so heartfelt. It is going. It's so sweet I mean, and endearing. It's the one I listen to the least, mm-hmm. but it's still a good one. Uh, she is a journeyman actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'd been in the game for a long time. I mean, she was. Up until her yeah. death she, in 1998. But, you know, she's born in 1922, so she lived 75 years. Know. That's decent for back then. We'll get, 75? Yeah. I mean, we're living longer and longer, yo. I know. I'm going to hit 150, I promise. <laughs> it's time to talk yeah. about the man. Because uh, he's technically not one of our leads. I mean, he is. But uh, he plays the great and powerful wizard. Yeah. Mr. Richard That's Pryor. not where I thought we were going with this. Where yes. we going? With Quincy Jones? I mean, we, w- we should have talked about him before we dived into the actors. I mean, to me, he is the star of this movie. Oh. Well, go on, come on with it. Barry. We can start with whoever you want, whatever you want. I just thought the way you let it up, it sounded like you were, that's who we were talking about, but we're not. No, we're but we should. About. I mean. I think we should talk about him a little bit around Michael. Okay. Because yeah. this, this specifically became a bond for them, big mm-hmm. time. For sure. Uh, he, so much of what he did for Michael after this film was because of how Michael behaved in his professionalism mm-hmm. throughout this film. Who's like Michael? that man. <laughs> I love your laugh. Oh, my goodness. But, I mean, how old? He was, what, 19? Something like that. This was young young Mike. First project by himself, Jackson 5. This is, like, like, off-the-wall Mike. Yeah, so you're talking about this kid comes out. Yes. Off-the-wall, that's why I picked that one, because it was around this time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So I think Quincy should be. Let's, Let's talk about Mr. Pryor, then. We're going we to ease on into Richard Pryor, who... If you uh, want to know a lot of fun on a cot? Tell me that. He's a fucking wizard, and he's on a, a he's pull-out on a bed. Cot. What is that? He's what is a, this? It's like one of those army cots that they just set up. In a dirty it's a bathroom. Papa. It's so funny. He's got a tiny little table with some coffee and a salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> it's a sad yep. life to the wizard. It is, dude. That's about him. He... Lied. Uh huh. Definitely. He lied. Definitely. My man Rich lit it up. Have we talked about Richard Pryor yet? We sure have. We talked yes, about we him have. in Harlem Nights. We talked about him in Harlem Nights. Uh, 
Oh, nice. Sugar Ray. If you do want to know some more information about him, go ahead and listen to our Harlem Nights, which is one of our favorite episodes, Mm -hmm. as is. He's a smart, sweet motherfucker. But in this one, he's... What is his name? I'm just playing old Herman Smith from Atlantic City. Atlantic City? Jersey? Motherfucker. He wanted to be the dog catcher. Mm-hmm. What is it? I mean, he, he, he just wanted to be a politician. My motto was, vote for Smith. Your best bet to catch that pet. The yeah. best bet to catch your pet. <laughs> Tries to hug Toto and Toto runs away from his ass. Say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, he does a good job in this movie. I thought he did a good job. You don't see him too much. Barely. You do hear him a little more. Barely. But uh, he just makes he's a quick the cameo. He's the Wizard of Oz. He's got powers running right through ya. Mm-hmm. His wife yeah. was on uh, the Dog Whisperer. We just seen her a few days ago. Get out of here! She got problems with her dogs. <laughs> One of his wives, I should say. <laughs> I was like, how many, he's been married a couple times. I, my dude, been married how seven times? times. Holy shit! He's so That's good looking it. and he's so funny. It's not fair. However, it's not fair. To his credit, two of those wives he married twice. <laughs> he married Jennifer <laughs> the first time in 1981 and then got married to her again in 2001. I love when people do that. Yeah, and he also married... Oh, so he um, Elizabeth Taylor himself? Uh-huh. Yep. Damn. Like, you want to get married again? You got all my money. I mean... Uh, <laughs> he wanted to marry again so he get his money back. Right? That's <laughs> what <laughs> so he wanted. I mean, respect. Respect. Respect the player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't really have any fun facts on him. I gave you all I, I got on the Harlem Nights because for some reason I didn't think that we would do another movie with him. No, no. <laughs> I just I want, I mean, he's got so many movies. And we will do some of them. Hear No Evil, Speak No Evil. I love it. Hear No Evil. Shit. Brewster's Millions. Movie. The Toy. The Toy Movie. Yes. I'm like, oh, wait. I'm all about Moving. These. This is our do. shit. <laughs> right? Those people took everything. <laughs> they left it like, we're taking the pool with us. <laughs> These motherfuckers took the pool. They took the cool. <laughs> you like these counters? Too bad. We're taking them with us. <laughs> How <about them> windows? <laughs> windows? We're taking them. <laughs> Go. The door. Just the a stairs, shell of a house. Everything. Motherfuckers. Go. I do like that movie. So good. Well, yeah, I just wanted to give him an honorable mention because at the end of the day, it's Richard Pryor. I should have put him up. I think I have one of his records, too. One of his lives? Yeah. Nice. On Sunset Strip? I don't think so. Uh, I don't know which one it is, but that's, it is, that's it one is of his a lot. Well, then, it is time to talk about the queen of evil, Miss Mabel King. Uh, She's bad. Evelyn. Yes. Suffering well, is good for the soul. Now suffer! Uh, Gotcha, that, bitch. I was so scared of her. Dude. I was terrified of her when I was a kid. And she, she walks She walks like Oprah in the color purple. She be mobbing through the field <laughs> like you told Harpro to beat me. Like, legit. Legit. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I think about is, what's happening? Uh-huh. She was the mama on that show. What's happening? For a long time. And she's also in Scrooge, which is one of my favorite. Christmas Bill Murray? Movie with, 
Yeah, you got a lot of people in that fucking movie. He does. So yeah, she's amazing. She scared the shit out of me as a kid. She has some of my favorite songs in the movie. Mm-hmm. She's believable as the Wicked Witch of the West. Well, she did it on yeah. Broadway. Is she one of the originals? Mm-hmm. I didn't read that, but okay, I can believe you. Yeah, she was on uh, Broadway before they did The Wiz, from what I can see here. But she was in The Wiz. Is that what you're in saying? the Broadway version, yeah. Yeah, she originated the role. Mm-hmm. She evilly. So did, uh, what's his name? Ted Rock. Yeah, the lion. Oh, did he? Yeah, he's the original. He won the Tony. Ah, the well, Tony. cool, because that's the next one I'm up on. Yeah, I Ted Ross. Mentioned, yeah, I mentioned and that's him. actually his profile picture is the lion. Of course. Ah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that fucking Mabel King was on the original either. I love that they both. I didn't know that. I did know that he was the original lion, and he did a fantastic job because they won him an Antoinette Perry Award mm-hmm. for Best Feature Actor in a Musical. So it's one of those seven. I love that his name is Fleetwood Coop DeVille. Fleetwood Coop DeVille. Because, <laughs> you know, my mama had high expectations. My mama had high expectations. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. My mama used to say Fleet. And they're like, Fleet? Fleetwood Coop DeVille. He's named after, like, two fancy-ass black people cars. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Tin Man plays right back at him. I love it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so Fleetwood is our original Cowardly Lion and our Cowardly Lion in this list. So they couldn't have got anybody better to play him. He's so good. His voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, just makes you it – just, it just makes you melt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do love Mino Lion. That's my jam. Cause yeah. I'm a Mino Lion. You can go where you're gonna, but don't get in my way. I'm a Mino Lion. Yeah. You can the, the public li- the New York City Public Library too, like that whole scene. It's so sick. <laughs> yes, it is a set of the New York Public Library because there was no way in hell that they could film it actually there with mm-hmm. a million New Yorkers walking past every two seconds, waving and screaming for Diana Ross and Michael Jackson. So that is a set. Dude, mm-hmm. burst your bubble. He did a great job. Mm-hmm. I love I him. felt bad for him having to sit in that suit. I bet he's hot as hell. Yeah. Hot as hell. I mean, how much of it was suit and how much of it was like painted on? Oh, that's an entire suit. The only thing painted is his face. Is his face. Yeah. So I wonder if you could like take it off in between takes. Probably not. You can't take wigs. You don't take wigs off. It's oh. on, it's on. You can like unzip the back or something, dude. Get some hair in there. Shit. But he looked great. Because like, as soon as they do takes, you know, makeup has to go over there for last looks anyway. You know, so they're gonna readjust you anyway. Well, after lunch, I'm sure they fix his makeup, but I don't know if they took that that mane off. Yeah. I don't know. And she was permed very nicely. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to like rub my fingers through. It was very nice. Well, I mean, he did a lot of work. He worked mostly in TV after this, uh, working on A Different World and 227. He was on The Cosby Show, Police Academy, but he only did one of them. So it wasn't one of the main cast, sadly. Was it Citizen Song Patrol? That's my one. That's my favorite one. 
<laughs> no, he was in oh, the first one. Captain first one Reed, good. apparently. I don't, I don't remember a Captain Reed, but I haven't seen that in many years. I gotta watch him again. Yeah. I, okay, I just want to oh. throw this out here while I'm thinking of it. Me and Rashad decided that we should have a month dedicated to sequels. Nice. Ah, that's that's actually pretty awesome. Okay, so our favorite sequels <laughs> of whatever movie we want to do. You know, if we like, that means we could do Rocky Four, which is my favorite one. Die Hard 3, which is my favorite. Like, oh, we can do whatever. Die Hard with Avengers, girl. Those that's, are my favorites. I was so talking about that earlier today, not going to lie. Die Hard with Avengers is so fucking good, and it's so underappreciated. We girl, appreciate you it. Back for that. You could be back for that one. We appreciate the I shit love, out of that on this show. Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis. Yes, mm-hmm. please. Yes, please. <laughs> We've already talked about both of them, so that'd be an easy show. <laughs> Talk about that. Wow, yeah. So think about some sequels. I think it's a good idea. Just going to throw that out there. I already got them. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Secret of the Ooze. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Break into Ooze. Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. <laughs> I absolutely love what you're picking right now. These are good ones. These are good ones. Hey, not only that, Karate Kid Godfather Part two, 2 is my favorite. Yeah. I love Godfather 2. I'm just all about twos or sequels in general. So mm. I'm kind of excited about that. It's going to be a tough tri- pick for me because, you know. Let's ease on down the line to uh, Mr. Tin Man himself, Mr. Nipsey, Nipsey. Russell. Nipsey Russell. Yes. Born in 1918. Holy shit. Oh, asshole. I'm sure you guys already have figured it out, but yes, this is where Nipsey Hussle got his name from. Yeah. For a minute, I kept calling him Nipsey Russell because mm-hmm. this is what I thought of. Uh. Nipsey Hussle got his stage name from one of his boys because he was always showing up with like a bucket of chicken or a sack of weed or whatever. He was always like coming in with something. And apparently they thought it was fuss- funny, and they dubbed him with the Nipsey Hustle name, and it just stuck. They they thought they it. were clowning him, and he just like flipped it on him. Was like, oh okay, I He's got like, this. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll I'm be Nipsey take this Hustle. Name and become become a fucking icon with it, bitch. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He started back in the jazzy club circuit doing his soft shoe mm-hmm. dancing some comedian uh stuff so that's what he originally was known for mm-hmm. but if you're anything like me this is what you know him for absolutely i love him so much in this movie so much his movement is so solid like uh-huh. he, is the ten, he is the tin man mm-hmm. like i don't even see the other fool that was in the original wizard of oz as the tin man it's always gonna be nipsey russell for me Mm-hmm. That's because the other Tim Man's basic. This yeah, guy's great. So good. So yeah, he, good. he's good. They didn't think that they wanted to use him at first because they saw him more as a comedian mm-hmm. actor. I guess they probably didn't really realize that he had had his, he paid his dues out on the club circuit so that he could sing and dance, had great timing. And when they had him come in, they were like, his body movements are on point. Like, uh-huh. he is so Tin Man. Like you said, he is were. a Tin Man. Yeah, they really were. Even when he's, like, dancing, he's like, uh, uh, he still uh, has uh. it. He still has it. He's, like, pop-locking as a fucking robot. It's awesome. <laughs> I he like his uh, his voice and his approach to the Tin Man as well. Like, I don't know where he figured out how to talk like that, but it works perfectly for that character. Like, what do they tell him? And he, he is, like, 
kind of a comic relief to a certain degree. They tell him, don't go nowhere, and he's like, no worries. Don't worry, I wasn't planning any promenades. Yep, they had to go find the, the, the oil. Uh-huh. I love, I love him and Diana Ross and Michael Jackson. Oh, Cap yeah. Jackson. Dude, if it wasn't for MJ, Nipsey Russell would be my favorite character. But Michael Jackson knocked out of the fucking park. What is it, sus? What does he say? Oh I don't God. know. It's like, it's on the tip of my Slide tongue. Slide some oil on me, baby. Slide some oil to me. Let it trickle down my spine. If you don't have STP, Chris Gold can will do just fine. He's done it. Slide some to my elbow mm-hmm. and to my fingers, if you would. Yeah, he be killing it. It's a good song. Oh, that's a it good song. Starts off super slow. You know, tell me what, what, what would I do? Just talking about, like, what would I do if I could feel? And then he busts it to, like, tap dancing around a fucking carnival. Like, he's killing it. I loved it. He's great. He's great. I always thought it was so surprising, too, because I always thought that the film, I, I noticed this recently, the way that she's moving from Harlem and all the way down and, like, going through the city to get to the Wiz, who's in the financial district, blows you out of the park because the Tin Man is in Coney Island and it's in Brooklyn. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, wait a minute. So now we're like all over the place. What is happening? Mm. Like, you think they would have stuck the Tin Man in Central Park. They don't even kind of talk about Central Park. And You're right. They don't. Like, it's not even like broached a little bit. I mean, I I think they probably didn't because the there's so much of forest and like jungle yeah. in the original wizard of oz they that they wanted to this to be an urban jungle sort of situation yeah. it'd be too hard to film in central park anyway like they're massive scenes when you have iconic stars on set it doesn't it doesn't matter people are going to scream like yeah. i love yeah. will smith but i'm still going to make noise like Ooh! when i see him if he's filming on the street because mm-hmm. well that's why most of their filming was darn on the lots at, sure. at a this storia yeah in Astoria. Queens. The one is like the sound stages were huge. They had like three huge sound stages, right? Yes, yes, for sure. Can't see Mike back then. 1978? Are you kidding me? Shit, you can't see him in 1998. No, lose your damn mind. I would. Can I give you guys some fun facts? Give me that fun fact. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so the song "Ease On Down." Come on down, ease on down, ease on down the road. As a single in September of 1978, and it just barely missed the top 40 pop charts by reaching number 41. But it did hit number 17 on the Hot Soul single charts. Yes. So this song was played on the radio mainstream, you know, people were jamming and bumping to it. Mm -hmm. Another song, here's another, I'm gonna give you another song. You ready? Mm hmm. So you can't win. You can't win. You can't make even and you can't get out of the game. People keep saying that song was originally written for the original script of The Wiz. I believe it was probably sung by Playground Graffiti Kids. I think that that was their song. Okay. uh, Telling Dorothy that, you know, you can't win if you go against the the wizard kind of deal. Okay. But it was taken out of the stage play 
but then brought back for this movie. So the great Quincy Jones composed it for this movie. And that's one of the most iconic scenes, too, with the scarecrow and the crows. I mean, that's where we meet Michael Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. And I was uh, watching a documentary this week, and they were saying how Michael was so effortless. Like, as a performer, he just is so charismatic. He's just got so much going on. Uh He was so honest. Yeah. I was very impressed. I was very impressed with Michael's performance, not just with his singing and dancing. We all know that he can do that. But with his acting and his ability to work off of the other actors and his transitions and his listening. And he had an anger about him in some certain – in some scenes. You know, it was all so fucking good. This was uh, Michael Jackson's first film. Mm -hmm. It's before Moonwalker. It's before Moonwalker. For Captain Neo. Become Captain Neo. Before the Ghost. Mm-hmm. For Thriller. Before Thriller. Before Shit. I think it really <laughs> helps that him and Diana were so close. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk about Quincy. We I was about to say, should we talk up. about Quincy? Shit. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about Quincy. If you guys don't know who Quincy Jones is, you better motherfucking ask somebody because this man ask is Netflix. They know. <laughs> brilliant. Yes. If you are interested in this man, please watch the Quincy Jones documentary that is on Netflix. It's very great. Uh, This man is a composer, a song arranger, a writer, a producer. He makes gorgeous, beautiful music from different genres of music. He is huge in the big black community because he's written so many songs and produced so many great albums, including one of the greatest albums of all time. Thriller. He made Thriller. And he made Thriller. 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 Okay. <laughs> and another thing that no matter he could he could do anything and I would still be happy with him because he was executive producer of Fresh Prince of Bel Lair. Yes, he was. So without him, we wouldn't have one of the greatest shows of all time. She, so throw, one she of the threw two L's in there. Bel Lair. Bel Lair. <laughs> did not know. Actually, did not know that. That he produced. Yeah, you'll see his name that? next time you. Next time you watch the show. Yeah, next time you watch the show, look at the credits, and you'll be like Quincy Jones. Yeah. This is Quincy Jones. He does make a cameo in this movie. I don't know if you noticed that. Mm-hmm. But he is the gentleman playing the piano in Gold. Mm-hmm. But that is not him playing the real piano. He didn't play the piano for the song. But they wanted to find a place to give him a nod, like, hey, girl, you're listening to this fool's music. All right, so other than making amazing music, especially if you are a fan of instrumental music, mm-hmm. I would definitely say give Quincy Joan a listen. Dude. He has very good music that is just, especially for now when you're doing chill things or you're trying to work on some sort of art or, you know, repaint your living room, but also Quincy Jones. It would it help you. It's good. It's great music. He makes great stuff. Um, but I did find out. Well, I already knew this part. He is the father to Rashida Jones. Mm-hmm. If you don't know her, she's from The Office. She's from Parks and Rec. She's also in that new fucking show that I like, Black AF. Mm-hmm. She plays that Black AF mama. She does a really great job. Yeah. yeah, she does a really good job. But that is her father, Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, classes. <laughs> yeah, she'd be out there getting her dance on. She's got her mandatory dance class. 
<laughs> then she goes to the concert and he's like, I get those dance classes now. That was. <laughs> I get it. So funny. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. It's it's really good. I finished it. I'm already about to watch it again because I loved it so much. So uh, Quincy, he got a brain aneurysm in 1970s sometimes. So. Mm-hmm. He had to have a metal plate put in his head and some chips and some stuff because of this. He can no longer play the trumpet, which is one of the instruments that he was known for, especially when he came onto the scene and he's joined a bunch of different bands because he dropped out of college to pursue his music career. And one of the instruments that he was known for playing was a trumpet, but he can no longer play it because if he does, he can move something something in his brain. Because that shit's going to rattle. That's it's gonna bounce crazy. right off of that metal plate. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, "What the fuck?" Because you're right there, and you're just blowing in that thing. I'm surprised that it's not more uh, instruments that you can't play. Anything where you're blowing into a what are those called? Oh my god! With the reed oh on the bottom god. and shit. So he hasn't played uh, uh, clarinet. Clarinet? A yeah. A bassoon? They have a reed, right? Yeah. I think they so. I don't know. Can't play none oh, of those, I would think. Saxophone. I don't know. Saxophone too. Has a reed as well. And the piccolo. I don't know. I, a trumpet does do more pressure to your head than any of the ones that you did name. So mm-hmm. Quincy Jones was good friends with Frank Sinatra. Ah. Worked with him for years up until his death, which I had no clue that, you know, Quincy Jones had anything to do with old Blue Eyes fucking music. Mm-hmm. He left Quincy Jones a gold ring in his will. Really? And... Quincy wears it all the time. He never takes it off. And he says that he doesn't need a passport when he goes to Sicily because he just shows his ring. Nice. That's fucking awesome. So I, I didn't know that they uh, collaborated or worked together or were friends or any of that, but apparently they were. And he holds that ring near and dear to him. So that's really that's cool. cool. All right, yeah. well, we got two people left. You want a fun fact? No. Give me that fun fact. Throw it no, at me. Throw it on. It. Throw it on and off the wall. <laughs> that was good. That was a good. One. Um, so Eartha Kitt was up to play Eveline. Oh, who's Eartha Kitt? She was supposed to play Eartha Kitt. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Eartha Kitt is? Okay, one. She's like one of the original Catwomen's. On uh, Adam West's Batman, she was, I believe, the second one, but she was the most famous. Okay. She was like the first black one back in the 60s. Did you ever see Harriet the Spy? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, if you have, she plays the old lady that lives in the house that she sneaks into. Oh, okay, here you go. This is how you know her as a kid. She is the original singer of. Santa baby, let's put the table under the tree for me. That's Eartha Kitt. I got another fun fact before we move on. Motown bought the rights for this movie. They mm. bought the rights for the stage play. This is a Motown movie. That's mm-hmm. why there are Motown artists working on this movie. Mm-hmm. Such as uh, Michael Jackson. Michael uh, Motherfucking no, Jackson. They just left Motown, right? They had, I think they were either he just left or was on his way out of there. 
by this time. I think the Jacksons had did like one of their last albums, mm-hmm. uh, and they were ready to move. Yeah. So they, you know, he came back, and he's now in this awesome movie, his very first movie. Mm-hmm. You don't know who Michael Jackson is. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. You need to tell. You know, you need to ask somebody. Anybody. Anybody. Oh, my nieces. My nieces can tell you who Michael Jackson is right now, and they're five and three. Yeah. Uh, I don't know I was if you gonna... can see, <laughs> but on the very top, I have a Michael Jackson beat it doll that I got for graduation one year. Love it. Well, Mike yeah. is the man. We actually love him dearly. And as an actor, he did a hell of a job. Like, yeah, he's playing yeah. the scarecrow, and he can't just not play the scarecrow and sneak those fucking good ass moves that he's got in there. Uh, like he plays it very goofy and like unorthodox, like he's gonna fall, but at the same time he's so precise with his movements. Yeah. Yeah. I have no clue how he danced in those shoes. Like he legit is tap dancing with them mm-hmm. and sliding feet, with them, like everything. Yeah, his feet are double the size. How mm-hmm. are you doing this? And he makes it look effortless. Mm-hmm. It's just very effortless. And it just shows his talent of dancing, mm-hmm. his talent of singing, and um, I think that he related with this character so well that it was a good pick for him because Scarecrow is supposed to be, yeah, it's supposed to be outcast. You're supposed to feel, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, unwanted kind of deal. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always an innocent kind of feeling to the Scarecrow because, hey, girl, he don't have no brain. He don't know nothing. He's only lived in a field. Yeah. And that's why I love how they do their little fortune cookie things, his stuffing, because... It shows that he's full of knowledge, like literally full of knowledge. He just didn't know. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Smart. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, with all of them. Full of bravery, yes. full of heart, full of knowledge, full of shit, a.k.a. Richard Pryor. <laughs> full of shit, that bitch. Oh, <laughs> From Atlantic City. So sadly, yeah. you know... These actors were not nominated for Oscars because, well, Oscars were lower. Uh, yeah, we all know slided that. We back all know then. That. And we talk about but Oscars so white, but they, I'm sure in '78 it was so white, yeah. and they weren't even nominated for like best original score or anything, original song. A know. lot of them were nominated for Saturn Awards, though. Mike included oh, for best supporting actor. Mabel, Diana was uh, nominated. Best costumes, best special effects, best makeup. Like, they were all nominated for Saturn Awards. And you know, it really pisses me off, too, because what, not even like five years before this, Fosse wins with Cabaret, mm-hmm. but you can't even give any kind of recognition as to the, the brilliance that went behind this, this film. No, because money music. follows the awards. Literally, the Color Is songs in front of the Twin Tower, if that doesn't give you best costume, best set design, I don't know what to tell you because mm. it was amazing. Everybody had different costumes on. No one had the same costumes. Everybody was wearing their own just in a different color. Mm-hmm. Like, that's brilliant. It was just beautiful how they turned a modern urban world into this fantasy world that we've been going to since the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Mike did win an image award for it, though. As he should. Yeah. Yeah. As he should. Because, like you said, he is my favorite in this movie as well. He's my favorite. He's just so sweet. He really is. He's endearing as hell in this movie. 
He's so intelligent. They, they wrote him very, very well. Uh, your heart goes mm-hmm. out to him. You want to protect him. You want to help him. You want to befriend him, you know, yeah. and you want to dance your ass off with him. Yeah. With most of these people. Shit, dude, you know, damn well when, <laughs> when they finally kill Mabel and everybody's <laughs> taking their like costume or their like whatever it's called off. Like they're finally shedding their evil skin and all these beautiful black dancers come out wearing nothing but little diapers. And it was like every gay dancer's fantasy. They were living their best life, jumping and bouncing and flipping back and forth between those tables. They were living their best life. They were so happy. Oh my God. They were were so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. On point. Goodness. Yeah, and just the close-ups of the, them, like, actually, you know, getting the mask and the stuff pulled off, just, like, the relief that they have, like, ah, oh, I could breathe. Yeah. I've been sweating in this thing, doing evil stuff, and now I'm free. Like, mm-hmm. you can see that in the dancers' face, and that's not even actors. They're just the dancers. Yeah. Who killed it. Absolutely. Well, it is that time. We got one person to talk about, Miss Diana Ross. Do you want a fun fact? Yes. The Supreme herself. <laughs> the Supreme, yes. Okay, so Dorothy's shoes, let's talk about them. So in The Wiz, her shoes are silver, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. In the 1939 movie, they're ruby slippers. Mm-hmm. In the 1900 novel, it says, and I quote, silver shoes with pointed toes mm. so pointy shoes made out of silver so the weird people are the 1930s judy garland people because they went outside the box with these ruby slippers so mm-hmm. when we see them just know that that's not dorothy's that's not true to the book that's not true to the book sure that's true to 1939 yeah these were the know. first movies in color so they probably wanted those that's- shoes to pop that's what so I that's was probably why they changed them to red. Uh, they probably changed them to red because it was Technicolor. Mm-hmm. That, that, is, that does make sense. That makes because a lot remember, of sense. Whenever they change, uh, I, I have to say, even to this day, when it's black and white and changes from color to color mm-hmm. in the 1930s, it's, so, it's still like, whoa. Like, it's an orgasm to the eyes, for sure. It is. Yeah. It is. And the colors are so bright and vivid that it's just, like, kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Kind of does okay. the same as well when you're transitioning, when Dorothy gets swept up in the snow and she lands in Munchkin Land. Mm-hmm. The, the town, the area is all black, but the kids are colored graffiti. And it's yeah. so bold. The neons are so bold in that as well. It's almost like it is kind of in comparison trying to make that that eye-catching like, whoa, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm that now you can just imagine yeah, yeah. all of them in the daylight and so much colors would pop out of it but just happens yeah. to be at night it's really cool that's mm-hmm. really cool so there's a uh, that i have another one though so in the book dorothy is supposed to be five mm-hmm. so, yeah in the 1939 movie judy garland is supposed to be 12 word it in the nineteen 19- for Judy, that's a stretch. I would have thought like seventeen, eighteen. 
I yeah. do know that she was closer to 17, 18 at this time of when she filmed that and that she was starting to be more busty than they yeah. were willing to have. So they did have to tape her boobies down to give her that more younger feel. Didn't work. But technically, she's supposed so, to be around 12, 12, 13. But in The Wiz, the movie, they are, she's supposed to be 24 years old. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she is a kindergarten teacher. And that's what her, what she's supposed to be. So I guess it's kind of full circle. Wasn't Diana Ross? She was like in her 30s when she did this film. Diana Ross herself was 33 mm. when 33? she did this movie. That checks out. Yes. Because you normally play oh, 10 years younger. Well, yeah, she's young though. Nobody really wanted Diana Ross to play this role. That's right. Everybody was looking at her like, girl, you're in your 30s. Like, what are you doing? And she told them that Dorothy was ageless. Mm. Yeah. And that she could be whatever age she wanted. Sure. Uh, also, Barry Gordy, a.k.a. the creator of Motown, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Diana Ross's ex-lover, was like, bitch, you too old to play this role. Yeah, he didn't oh, want to play I it either. they were ex-lovers. Um, yeah, they were oh, ex-lovers. Scandalous. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's for you. I didn't know you didn't know that, Helen. Uh, <laughs> But Barry Gordy was like, you're too old for this. And she threw in, well, you know, if I do this movie, Michael Jackson is signing on. Yeah. So they let her be 24, sign that Michael Jackson. That's mm -hmm. how we got Diana Ross and MJ in this movie. Dude. No one really, really wanted her. Since Nobody really wanted her. When is it unheard of for a 33-year-old to play a 24-year-old? They do it all the time. They've oh, always done it. I mean, how does she look? Like, she looks awesome, fine. right? So, like, why wouldn't you want... They did want the original Dorothy to play her. Mm. Who... What was her name? I'm so From sorry. Broadway? From Broadway. Uh, okay. Oh, I guess that would be the only pull. Yeah. I mean, it was really surprising that Diana Ross didn't pull those numbers in the box office, though. Sure. To be honest with you, I don't know how her movies do it. Uh, you know, like Lady Seen the Blues, and there's another. There's a, quite a few movies that Diana Ross has. I don't know how they did in the box office. To me, I don't think she's that great of an actress mm. to bring it in. But I will always go see her movies because I want to hear her sing. Mm -hmm. But that's you know that's just kind of me. They wanted the original uh, member Stephanie Mills who played her on Broadway back when she was was a teenager but at the time of this movie she was 21 so they could have still used her uh i watched a video of her singing in the 80s and she sings the song home from this movie and i'm guessing that she's in her late 20s in that video and she still looked good she still looked super young so she could have did it but uh they wanted that big name diana ross plus they wanted mj so yeah they got to pull in yeah. those figures they need the they need the names yeah. the whiz without michael and diana wouldn't have done half of the budget that it did. So in order, yeah. the, the movie probably wouldn't have gotten made, to be honest. You can't justify a $24 million budget in 1978 without Mike and Diana. Yeah, exactly. Look, it would have cost less to make this movie without Michael and Diana Ross, because I'm sure. sure that's like $4 million right there like yeah. for the show too. But um, they couldn't justify a $20 million budget either. With uh, Broadway actors who majority of America hasn't heard of. Stephanie Mills was big. Mm. 
I mean, obviously she was no Diana Ross, mm -hmm. but I saw quite a few TV interviews with her as a teenager asking her, you know, how it was since she got the role, you know, asking, is it true that you and Michael Jackson are dating? Because we, there's pictures of what? you guys hanging out. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So it that's wasn't like she was a no. She was, this is 1970s, girl. They still, thought that he, they still thought that he, you know, he was black. I don't know. Uh -huh. And so they wouldn't have, they, that was one of their things. So I did see her out there. She did have a singing <laughs> career of her own. Mm -hmm. I'm so but no sorry. Diana Ross. Did you just say they still thought he was black? Did they think yeah. he was not black? <laughs> yeah, he lightened up over the years. I'm glad you got my joke. He had a skin condition. <laughs> he had a skin condition. It's not funny. I'm just saying. When they when thought he was black. The, <laughs> hey, the first time I saw this the first this time fool, you heard that? <laughs> first time I saw this fool, I was confused. That's just me. <laughs> I was confused. I still loved him. I loved his music. Uh -huh. And, you know, obviously I knew he was black because... Yeah. But that's kind I of a known thing. Like people refer to Mike, and when they talk about certain periods of time in Mike's life, there's a certain point where like he's he's black, he black. Know? and that's usually <laughs> around that line. Like Thriller is the gray area. Bad is a little more into the lighter side. And no, he's just, real by, it's by just bad, the way he that uh, he's <laughs> referred to. It's not uh, insulting or anything like that about him. It's just, you know. He was black. He was black. In 78. Yeah. But by like 1980, he was becoming white. And it all depended on the nose jobs, too. He had a, he had a fat nose on mm -hmm. this one. He had his. Yes, he did. It looked like his original nose. He had his original nose this back movie. then. Yes. He was so beautiful. Yes, he was. His Joe Jackson nose. <laughs> well, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> Diana Ross is gorgeous. She is the ages. one of the ages, timeless. I'm one of the biggest. Daughter. Mm. I'm obsessed with her daughter, girlfriends, baby. Yeah. All the way back to girlfriends. Back to All girlfriends. Back move on yeah. to blackish. I'm barely starting blackish. I'm only like five episodes in. We'll get your life, okay? Because blackish is shit. Blackish. <laughs> Wait, what is that joke on Black AF? He goes, I mean, Blackish hits that group of 55 old white women. Oh, 55. It, it tells the women of 55 <laughs> white women. <laughs> I know. And that was during a black uh, Zoom meeting of great black artists, and they were clowning on him. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. hilarious. It's a really, it's good, really show. good show, and I can't wait for it to come back, mm -hmm. even though I, I blew through these episodes. Okay, so Diana Ross is the member of the Supremes, one of the biggest girl groups in all the land. Mm -hmm. She has starred in several other movies, like Lady Sings the Blues, which is uh, about uh, Billie Holiday. Mm -hmm. um, she does a great job, Billie. Mm -hmm. She does. I have that movie soundtrack as well. She Yay. is... She's still out there selling out stadiums. Yeah. I know about a year and a half, two years ago, she was in L.A. selling out the fucking Hollywood Bowl like a beast. She just celebrated a big year for her birthday, too, right? Wasn't, wasn't there, like, a huge landmark birthday? How old is she? She was born in 1944, so she just 
turn 80? 86. 80. Carry the two. Yes, that's correct. I just remember they had a huge celebration. Maybe it was her 85th birthday last year or something. Uh, I just remember, remember everybody was, oh, they were clad in 70s garb. Love it. On the, uh, they looked amazing. Yeah, so she was yeah. in Lady Sings of Blues, Mahogany, obviously The Wiz. Her music has been played through so many different movies. I'm sure you've heard them. Her song, I'm Coming Out, is a gay anthem, which is on that uh, Diana album that I do have up there. She's amazing. Apparently, she is one of the people to discover Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5. I wouldn't say all that, but she did help promote them. I was say. And her and MJ became really good friends mm-hmm. through his life. Didn't she take them on tour? Was, wasn't her one of her acts was their first touring, Jackson 5? Something like that, yeah. Like mm-hmm. They met when Michael was much younger than he is in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I believe they met at like a recording studio or something like that. And Mike like introduced himself to her and straight up told him, I'm going to be a big star one day. Bigger than you, Diana Ross. Not really. He, I mean, he yes. didn't say all that, but <laughs> he, he didn't say all that. I mean, he but, does a yeah, great. Yeah, she was totally thing. taken by him, like at like first meeting. Makes sense. They're both Motown artists, so obviously they, you know, had to do promotion and tours and such like that. I think that because Diana Ross is such a, I don't know if she is in real life or not, but an innocent soul, very loving and breezy. That of course she would want to take on helping children mm-hmm. in the industry you know yeah definitely especially someone like michael definitely but yeah Matter i love fact, her that's what she said in the interview when she came back to central park the next night from her uh performance when it got rained out she's like no i promised the kids i gotta do it tonight just do it yeah but i love her diana loves the kids <laughs> yeah. i don't know but uh, go from diana to trick daddy <laughs> Diana love the kids. Ooh. You know, trick love the kids. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a little bit of Diana Ross. I don't really have much for you on her, but if you don't know who she is, you need to ask somebody. Mm-hmm. I got one more fun fact, and then I'm done. Throw it out there. All of the snow babies. So these are the little kids that are hanging out with Glinda the Good Witch. They do their close-up faces of their cute black little faces. Aren't they adorable? Mm-hmm. They are, but the scene, this is actually my least favorite part. I love this song. Lena Horne's song, song is incredible. But why is she standing in front of a back screen with baby dolls just like floating in the abyss? And it freaks me out. And then they do the close-up of the children. And I'm like, this is fine. But then you go back again, and there's this, like, weird, creepy-ass baby dolls in the backdrop. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, that's so scary. Okay, like, one, you are so right. It took me uh, forever for me to ever realize that those were baby do- I don't know. When they do the – when they don't show the zoom-up of them, I'm looking at Lena Horn, how gorgeous she is. I'm looking at her singing. But, yes, those are dummies dolls hanging in the background but when they do the close-up of the babies those are actual children of cast members in the movie now when i got that they did not tell me whose you know kids they are yeah but they are kids of cast members so that's cute that is really cute 
there were some adorable babies hanging there. There really were. They were very emotionally turned too. They were like, that's because they're probably like upset that they're sitting here. They're like, yeah. what is going on? I'm making me do this. They promised me a grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I want a sippy cup. Like, you know, they're not happy. Yeah. And Dad's boss is like, don't worry, children. Don't worry. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, uh, because of the creepy hand that Helen's like waving at the screen. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and that's it, y'all. We out. That's it. Cool. I love this movie. I love this movie. It is a beautiful, beautiful movie. Me too. I'm glad I picked it. Mm-hmm. You pick next week's too. I'm excited. I haven't seen this version. I did pick next week's. I was in. I was in. Uh, production of next week's show. Oh, hey, yeah, like some fun, fun facts on that. All right, we can throw funny that story. out there. Can I tell the funny story? I won't give away what it is. All right. What is the story? So, so the story is: so a friend of, so a friend of mine and I went to go see Zenobia in this performance in Mountain View. It was a Mountain View Theater Company. It was beautiful. It sure was. Happened outside amongst like this beautiful Northern California scene, mountains everywhere. So to celebrate, because it was the the weekend opening of the show, we packed a cooler and we put a bottle of champagne in the cooler. Naturally. And I pull it out, waiting for Zenobia. And as soon as we see Zenobia come from the stage door, I go to pop the cork, but the cork released itself because it was from cold to hot and the pressure was just like, oh, oh shit. And the cork hit me in the face right here. <laughs> I forgot about that. So Zenobia's running up, and we're all like, "Whoa!" And it pops into my face, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> I totally forgot about the that. The champagne everywhere. <laughs> Never mind the fact that I got hit in the face. Let's party. Let's party. <laughs> we partied so hard. We did. That was a good show. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, why don't you give uh, the people what they want? Okay, are you ready for? I'm ready. Z for the people. Ah. Okay, yes, sir. So, <laughs> Z for the people. You guys, Corona Watch week like seven. But really, what I want to say is find a way to give. This week, find a way to do something. Last week, I did mention the Feed America program, Mm -hmm. and I did donate $25 to them, which supplied 250 meals for children and families in needs in in America, which was pretty cool. So a dollar will serve for one meal. So if you can, go ahead and donate to them or figure out a way to – uh, make face masks and send them to the hospitals. Also, if you know old people in your life or in your community, volunteer to go get their groceries for them. Do anything you can to help out other people because we are in that time right now where being selfish is only going to kill all of us. Mm. Uh, being smart and being good and kind to other people is going to help other people so we can get out of this quicker because your girl's looking at the summertime coming quickly and it will refuse to stay in the house come July if this shit's still going on. So don't make me go out there and die from coronavirus just because I want to get out of the house in July. 
let's get this shit together so we all can be out uh, hitting the bars, hitting the clubs. Because I'm ready to dance in the club to coronavirus. I'm ready. <laughs> How am I supposed to do that in my house? So, you know, everyone find a way to help someone out in your community. You got anything to say about that, uh, Helen? I've seen a lot of people pull together out here mm-hmm. in New York, which has been really, really beautiful. But there's still a lot of selfish people out there that don't think that this will affect them. And it's not affecting them. And it's possible. You don't know someone that's being affected right now, and you're not you're not feeling it firsthand. But there's someone in your neighborhood that is, mm-hmm. and they're hurting, and it's hard. So just yeah, be good to each other. I can't get out there to help, uh, but a friend of mine just worked recently in a food pantry in Astoria to put bags together for families in need. Um, Love it. Just if you can't do something globally, if you can't contribute money in some way, but you can find a way to stay healthy and help others, do that. Yeah. It's just hard. It's hard for everybody out there. So just give as much love and kindness as you can. I don't know about any other state, but California does have a website full of jobs of that will help out people in your community. So delivering food to old people, um, just doing a bunch of community service things. Nice. It looks like our governor is trying to turn volunteer work into a real career where you know you can survive off of working and on helping people in your community uh so if you want look up something like that especially if you are struggling and need a job what's a better job than helping other people and getting paid for it i'm yeah. telling you dude gavin newsom 2024 watch i'm calling it now i've been calling that for so long one he yeah. was me and helen's mayor for mm. a very long time in san francisco yeah so when I saw him coming up for our governor, I was like, oh, I already love this dude. He's cute, he's smart, and he cares. Mm-hmm. What more do I want in a senator? So, um, yeah, I'll definitely vote for him in 2024. Uh, I have Daddy Cuomo right now, so, like, I can't even. Oh. All right, yeah, people. Well, on that note. <laughs> so that is my Z for the people. Beat uh, somebody. Help somebody. Yes, sir. I know. Yes, so we're out of here. We love you. We thank you. We miss you. We want to see all your beautiful faces very, very soon. Helen, get yeah. your ass out of New York. Come back to I'm trying. the West I'm Coast. Trying. This I've been doing it I don't know what left. brought you out there, but, you know, come home. Damn As John Legend said, come on home. I should have been home by now. This coronavirus messed up my plans. All of ours. All she of ours. We love you. We're out of here. We will see you next week on Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Cocktails! Because we're going to ease on down, ease on down, that dude. I'm I can't to- even get out of this damn chair. I Put a shirt on, goddammit!